Oh, it's your boy Johnny Boy over here now. First of all, Happy New Year. You made it. If you're listening to this right now, you made it through. We all know the obvious about 2020. And, you know, maybe 2021 is the same shit a different day, but at least we're here to fight another day. But what I want to talk about right now is about entertainment. And in the past, you know, several weeks, I've had great entertainment. Mandalorian, Disney+. Plus. Transformers, Netflix, Earthrise, amazing, amazing, just incredible, especially the last couple episodes, oh my goodness, and then of course, Cobra Kai Season 3, which just popped off, and last night on New Year's, what a great way to spend New Year's, is that I stayed up till midnight, and I went all the way until 6am, and watched every episode of Cobra Kai Season 3, And there will be spoilers about all three of these shows. But I'm not going to take a deep dive into it. I just want to express, you know, my love and appreciation for the fact that things I've grown up with. Star Wars, Transformers, Karate Kid, and now known as Cobra Kai. They've survived this. And they've actually managed to put out really great content. Like, tremendous content, in my opinion. Um... I give praise to all the showrunners, directors, actors, uh, the choreographers, animators, whatever, whoever's involved, uh, the, the uh, songs that were used, uh, all the scores that were done with, with music. I, I think it's just wonderful. So uh, I'm going to start with Cobra Kai. It was the last one I just watched, obviously, and I'm re-watching it tonight, and I'm halfway through season three again with a rewatch. Let me tell you my thoughts. Excellent. Excellent storytelling. Um, It gives me that, you know, old school 80s, 90s vibe that I love about martial arts movies. And if you guys ever listen to my show and follow it, you know that I'm a big, big enthusiast of these things. Um, There are, of course, plot holes and, you know, the continuity is pretty good. But uh, again, I'm not going to take a huge deep dive into it, but I love the character developments. We're still learning more about Daniel LaRusso. After all these years, and Johnny Lawrence, and, you know, Allie, and of course, Kreese, who I think stole the show this year. Everyone was great. Everyone was great. But they really gave Kreese a lot to do. And I thought that that was really compelling every single time he was on a screen, especially with the flashbacks to Vietnam, and knowing how he developed the name for Cobra Kai, and you know, the, the fighting and, and being, you know, locked up in, in, in prison camps. And, you know, it's just, it was so compelling. It was so good. It was so much to digest. And they just, you know, they fan serviced you to death with a lot of things. But at the same time, they gave you great storytelling and great fight choreography. Um, that's one thing I always loved about the 80s and 90s martial arts movies. Again, if you follow my content, I've always been a big, big enthusiast of um, Best of the Best, Steven Seagal movies, uh, you know, uh, Van Damme. I always thought that they put a lot of, uh, you know, uh, thoughtfulness into the way that they presented the detail of fighting and the styles. And, um, you know, Don the Dragon Wilson, also a a great, great martial artist and and a great martial arts film actor. Uh, They always kind of had that that great vibe and you kind of lose track of that with modern day action films 
where it's like superheroes and people are just doing ridiculous things. And don't get me twisted here, you know. And a lot of these films that I mentioned with the Steven Seagal's and the Van Dams and, you know, the best of the best and, and you know, Chuck Norris films. Yes, they they definitely go beyond what is probably possible in life to the point where it's a little bit unbelievable or a lot of it unbelievable in certain situations. But they always gave you great, great, like, you know, this is just, there's no magic, none of that shit. You know, you don't have to be a superhero. You're a normal guy and now you're in a street fight or you're on a ship and the ship's getting, you know, infiltrated and, and you have to fight your way out of it. So there, there was a little bit of, you know, believing normalcy to it. Cobra Kai does that, but it also stretches out, you know, how much you can really believe. I mean, listen, these kids are kicking each other's ass. They're robbing each other. They're stealing, breaking each other's in, into each other's homes and whatnot. So you look at that and you're like, ah, oh, man, these, these, these kids would all be locked up right now. Or, you know, uh, putting through some kind of like psychiatric ward or some kind of shit. But they still make it entertaining and somewhat to believe that, you know what, at the end of the day, it's entertainment, it's old school martial arts film with television series, in this case, with a, a, a new school twist to it, you know, with the technology holding up, obviously there's a lot of FaceTiming, all that, blah, 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 but I gotta say, Cobra Kai season three, right off the jump, you know, it's just, it compels you, see, uh, the episode number two, uh, four and nine stick out to me. The last one I had complications with, I thought they should have just had LaRusso and Johnny and Kreese do what they did at the end of that episode, which I thought was great. I don't think the kids needed to, to be messing around like they did at the end of season two in terms of fighting and having this big brawl. Again, the choreography was great, but I think it would have been better if they built up the suspense of that uh, would-be fight with a tournament because the whole theme to me of season three for the most part is you know making sure that these kids um don't go too far off the rails with combat sports and martial arts and their practice karate is a discipline so it kind of you know shoots itself in the foot there cobra kai season three with a conflict of that um again it is highly entertaining but that was the only thing i really had a problem with you know, I, I thought it was great when Ali came back and, uh, you know, it's like you had a soap opera thing. Johnny just, you know, uh, smashed on Miguel's mom and, you know, and, and in a polite way, of course. I didn't put it politely, but, you know, that's what he did. And uh, you, you, you wanted to see that, you know, because they always had good chemistry. And then Ali comes back in his life and he goes out to lunch with her. I'm like, don't go out to lunch with her. You're going to fuck this up. I'm like, you got a good chick here, bro. What are you doing? And so, therefore, you know, he goes out and he's tempted, but he doesn't give in. And which is great because I think Miguel's mom is great for Johnny. And obviously, if you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't watched the show yet, I don't know why you'd be listening to this because I'm going to spoil shit for you. But um, I thought that was really clever um, that they brought in old school characters. We saw Terry Silver. And I think he's going to be highly used in uh, season four. The original actor, I, I believe that they set that up really well. You got to look for it. There's a lot of Easter eggs in there. And when I watch things, I observe them highly. And, uh, you know, that was one of those situations 
where I saw it developing in that way, and I think it makes proper sense. How is Kreese paying for the dojo? You know, he was living at shelters in season two. We all know Terry Silver, if you're a big Karate Kid guy, in part three, you know, he was a billionaire. And he was financing a lot of stuff. And he has a life debt to Kreese, which we see fleshed out in Cobra Kai season three. Interesting, right? And he always says, I'll always take care of you or uh, along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. I'll always support you. I always got your back. That, that sort of thing that Silver says to Kreese. Well, you know, we saw it in, you know, part three of The Karate Kid. Um, and I think we're going to see it in season four of Cobra Kai. Overall, I got to give it a nine out of ten. I, I thought the acting was great. Cinematography was great. Direction. Um, the choreography. I mean, my man, Simon Ree, who, if you guys don't know, he was in The Best of the Best, one and two. He did fight choreography on both films. He played Day Han in those said movies. His brother is Philip Ree, who played um, Tommy Lee in Best of the Best, one through four. Hopefully, we get a five. We all know I've been asking for that for a long, long time. Um, and I want to be an extra. I, I, I don't even need any speaking lines. I just want them to kick my ass and then just be a part of that franchise. And it'd be absolutely amazing. All right. So speaking of franchises, uh, I mentioned Star Wars Mandalorian season two. Phenomenal. Uh, again, the thing for me is fan service, but it was done appropriately when Luke Skywalker came back and had a scene that was very reminiscent to his father, Anakin, or also known as Darth Vader, in uh, Rogue One, where he just goes in slaughterhouse style. And uh, they both had their own ambitions in these scenes that are very parallel to each other. But Luke's ambition, I believe, at this point in time, we have to wait for the story to get fleshed out, was for a better purpose. Vader, at that time, in Rogue One, he was kind of more just going after people and, and pissed off and, you know, his whole life fell apart. You know, Padme and, you know, he's in this suit and all this type of shit and he's regretting life. Whereas Luke, you know, had already defeated Vader when we see him in The Mandalorian, which takes uh, place post-mortem Return of the Jedi, comes out there and shows a lot of powerful, you know, Jedi stuff. And he does it to get to the means to the end of which he could save someone and do something for a good purpose, you know. Um, whereas with Vader in Rogue One, his purpose was to get the, um, the plans for the Death Star that would ultimately neutralize the Death Star and take the Death Star out. The Death Star was a weapon to destroy planets. He's trying to save Baby Yoda. He's trying to bring Baby Yoda back to, meaning Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian, he's trying to bring Baby Yoda back to practicing, uh, you know, Jedi practice and, you know, keep harmony and peace. And, you know, he was, he was Luke Skywalker, man. He's trying to get rid of the bad guys. Um, Transformers, man, this is nerd alert city. I'm going all over the place here. Uh, amazing. The, uh, the last three episodes of that thing were just so compelling. In particular, episode number five. Mm, my goodness. Great storytelling. Um, great animation. The animation was amazing. And another thing about it that I loved was the fact that they could do so much with characters and not have them be physically like interactive or meaning like fighting. It was just 
dialogue. It was like, I, I felt like I was watching like a Scorsese shot, like animated film, which is awesome. You know, like there's a lot of dialogue, but it's interesting. You know, there's a lot of uh, motions and emotion to it and uh, characters that really give a lot. And considering that when you look at an animated feature like this or a CGI feature, whatever you want to call it, to have like emotion on people's faces, there there's so many different levels that go to this. Like the actor has to do, obviously the voice actor has to do a lot in terms of selling it. And the animators also have to do a lot to sell it. So to have that all come together, it was a very trippy episode. Um, you know, if I don't do drugs, uh, if I did, I would have probably been still like fucking like, whoa, so tripped out on it. But I, I, I was drunk when I watched it and I rewatched it again sober and it still has the same effect. So like my point is the, the, it was a great, great um, job on all people and parties involved. Leave you with a cliffhanger at the end. Uh, what was it? Episode six of Transformers. Basically, guys, I've been watching a lot of television. And I think it's great that I have three franchises from in which I grew up on. Karate Kid, Transformers, and Star Wars. That I still get new and relevant and really good content. I mean, I got to look at across the board. I mean, like I said, 9 out of 10 for Cobra Kai. I'll, I'm going to rate right now Mandalorian. I give it a 10 of 10. I, I, almost, I felt like the series was perfect in Season 2. Um, as perfect as I can get. John Favreau, big ups, amazing. Transformers, I give it an 8 of 10. And the only reason why I do is because they made Optimus Prime a little bit of a bitch. Um, you know, I'm, I'm diehard, obviously. I watched the uh, cartoon series and obviously the movie in the 80s. Prime was always a lot stronger than Megatron. In this one, they made Megatron kind of like smack him around. But Prime gets redemption in the last episode, uh, gives him a little ground and pound that goes on forever. And I'm like, yeah, this is what we wanted. Um, I think, I think that prime's character could be handled a little bit differently. And also I think the voice acting could be stronger. However, not from only prime, um, just, it, it's kind of hard to differentiate like, um, the, the actors with the Autobots. It's like, they, they all sound very similar and that's how I felt with uh, Michael Bay's Transformers in terms of a difference here with their physical appearance was like, who's who and which one's, uh, what, who the hell, what the hell is happening? And, and sometimes with the Transformers series Earthrise and the other one, War for Cybertron Siege, I kind of felt like, ah, that's where they, they flawed. Uh, the voice acting could have been stronger. I do, however, want to give props to the guy that voiced Megatron. Shit. Like, this this guy is awesome. I don't know his name, and I feel bad for that. But I got to give a big, big, big up to uh, his performance. I mean, he makes he makes the series. I think maybe I just like the, the bad guys. I like the villains, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I was talking about Kreese being my favorite, Cobra Kai. Um, when it comes to Mandalorian, though, like, if you fuck with Baby Yoda, I got a problem with you. But anyhow, Happy New Year, random, 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 just... Um, overall analysis of what I've seen from shows that I really enjoyed watching and I highly recommend you watch them. Okay, let me break it down. Mandalorian, in case you don't know, Disney Plus. Um, Cobra Kai and Transformers. Netflix. Get it. 
it's well worth the combined shit. What under twenty bucks that you're gonna spend to get hours of entertaining content, whether you like it or not, it's good shit. So I highly recommend it. Happy New Year! I'll be back with some really cool stuff soon. Ciao, baby.